رادیو رومی Hello everyone, welcome back to Radio Rumi for another episode of listening to his poetry and trying to explore his wisdom and his ideas to the best of our ability. This is an afternoon in late August, very close to the beginning of the academic year. If you are a student or a teacher or in any other way connected with an institution of learning like a school or a university, have a happy academic year and bear in mind that classrooms are much larger than the ones we go into annually and teach. And one of those teachers that we are trying to listen to and understand better is, of course, Rumi, who has been the topic of episodes of Radio Rumi. If you remember last week, or rather in the last episode, we talked about the issue of hope and disappointment in the poetry of Rumi. And I told you that his approach to this topic is truly interesting in that he basically tries to place the idea in the bigger context of our life in the hope that we become less and less personal about the pain that we may experience either in our relationships with other people, or in incidents that happen to us. So in a way, um, he's asking us to kind of step back and look at life, just as you sometimes step back to look at a very complex painting, and it helps you put things into the bigger context. On that note, if you remember, Uh, Last time, I talked about the fact that these episodes about disappointment are not based on my personal knowledge. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not able to give personal advice on these things. I'm diving into Rumi's poetry and trying to give you the best that I can. All right, so last time we talked about the fact that Rumi said there are places where you think you can always be comfortable and places that you are afraid of. But the truth is most of the comfort that you face comes from your own feelings and the way you deal with these spaces. He quoted the example of a mouse hole and he said, even if you hide in there, there could be a cat searching for you. In other words, No place is going to shelter you and save you from the issues that you're dealing with and your own feelings. 
He also talked about hope as something that we should actively seek as the power in the wings of birds to fly. And he said, your hope is your wing. If you don't use your wing, you will begin to lose the power in in these wings. So keep hopeful, keep looking for hope, keep creating hope, and that will help you have a more helpful life and less disappointment with what happens to you in your life. Okay, I'm going to take it from there and use an example here, a metaphor that is one of Rumi's favorite metaphors, and that is the metaphor of pregnancy. He sometimes compares himself to a pregnant woman who tries to feed the little puppies of the neighborhood. This is actually something he said in a story that he was telling his audience. So uh, he compares himself to a mother, and obviously the nourishment that he's offering everybody is his wisdom, his words, his mystical experience, and so on. But he also sees the bigger world as a pregnancy. The whole world is pregnant. What does that mean? Well, pregnancy is potential and is potential for life. If you take care of the baby when you're pregnant and carry your pregnancy to term, the baby will be born. So if you treat the world around you as being pregnant, then you do see a lot of potential of good things happening around you. And one of the biggest things that the world is pregnant with from Rumi's perspective is the divine justice, the divine kindness that infuses the entire world. Masto Hosho Shaw de Toam. Masto Hosho Shaw de Toam. Homeleye Daw de Toam. حامله گربار نهد جرمنه حامله را همچو کتابیست جهان همچو کتابیست جهان جامع احکام نهان جان تو سردفتر آن فهم کنین مسئله را So, it's very interesting. In these two verses, in the first one, he's speaking to this divine force. May God be it. the truth supreme that we always refer to, the word haq that he uses, speaking to that force and he says, I am happy and intoxicated with your presence. I'm pregnant with your justice, with your just acts, with your kind acts. In Persian, the word dod, which means Justice also means giving. The verb dadan is to give. So it's very interesting that in being kind and just, one is being generous. And these two are interconnected. But anyway, back to our topic of the world being the site of a potential goodness that is close to being born or coming to the world. He continues to say, 
حامله گربار نهد جرم منه حامله را. So I'm pregnant with your bounty and one of these days I'm going to give birth. What can a pregnant woman do? Giving birth. So this is naturally what is going to happen to me. You can see how hopeful this potential is. And if you connect this with what we were discussing in the previous episode in which he said, hope is your wing and you have to use it. The more you use it, the stronger that wing will be. You can see how much agency he sees in being happy. In other words, we are not beings on whom or to whom happiness happens. We are beings who make themselves happy and make others happy with very deliberate acts and thoughts and words. Then he continues to say, Hamcho kitabis jahan, jame'e ahkam nahan. The whole world is a large and comprehensive book. That's interesting. Think about it. The whole world is a large and comprehensive jame book, meaning it contains a lot of wisdom, a lot of words. But then listen to the next line. Jane to sardaftaran. Your own soul, your own life is the opening chapter in this book. Again, returning back to ourselves as those who create hope, those who make the world what it is, not those to whom life happens. So let me translate these two lines together again. I am happy and intoxicated with your bounties. Don't blame me if I give birth to it. In other words, I have no choice but bringing this into the world. The whole world, and then he turns to us, the whole world is a large book that contains a lot of different kinds of wisdom and words and languages, and you the human being, you are the opening chapter of this book. I must add that while he does see a lot of responsibility on the part of the human beings, he also sees getting help from friends, getting help from words of wisdom, getting help from the wine of friendship and love getting help from music, from anything that helps you move. He sees all of these as truly important for overcoming sadness, for overcoming disappointment, for getting new strength into the wings that you need to use in order to keep flying. Sorry to sharab makan ra, on naam o nishan binishan ra, بفزاو که فضایش روانی سرمست و روانه کن روان را. Oh, my cupbearer, give me that wine that is out of the space, that it doesn't have any place. Give me that name, that name that does not have words, that, that it's not attached to language. Again, 
He wants to free us from the specific definitions of I'm a mystic, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Christian, I am whatever it is that I think I am and it's important. So namelessness helps us overcome that. And give us more of that wine. You can do that is talking to the cupbearer and send around this goblet of wine. And then he talks to that sense of well-being, that sense of intoxication. And it's very interesting because he now frees it from the cup and from the jug and turns it into a spring that can flow from the depths of the earth and come forth. So here he wants us to think about this wine that could free us from name, from location, from belonging to a particular set of belief and basically open up to this world, which is a big book. Absorb it. Take in the water of joy that flows from the earth like a spring. Barban do cheshme bin do don And this is a fascinating line. Close your two eyes that are always looking for something wrong. Abe is major shortcoming, something you don't like, something that's wrong. Open the eyes that can see beyond things. Abe is the unseen. And you can read the word in a very mysterious way and say, oh, all things we don't see and they are beyond our ability to see. But he actually interprets the rape as our ability to penetrate the surface of things and see the depths that are there beyond and behind these surfaces. Close those two eyes of yours that are always looking for something wrong. Open the two eyes that can see beyond things that can penetrate the surfaces and go beyond them ta masjid o butkade namanat ta nashnasim ino anra so that there are no mosques and no places where people worship idols any any place in which you attach the divine the bountiful with a particular name and therefore limited. Be it your mosque, be it your church, be it your temple, whatever it is, close it. Go beyond them. Go beyond them. And let me remind you again, he's not really anti these things because you can see that he himself does have beliefs and he speaks about things that he believes in. But he's always against being a prisoner of your belief so that you lose the ability to move beyond it and see what is beyond the limits of what you're believing in. 
and listen to the last verse of this ghazal, which is absolutely beautiful. Khamush, khamush, ke an jahan khamush, dar bang aradin jahan ra. Be silent. Be silent because when you have silence, that silent world brings the world around you into music, into sound, into words. In other words, when you manage to close your eyes, to have a moment of peace and silence with yourself. It's a very Buddhist idea, actually, to stop the monkey of your mind to jumping around from this branch to the other. It's then that you begin to see the beautiful, to see the bountiful, to see all the wonderful things that you sometimes miss because you are too busy trying very hard to see them. And so again, he is asking us to forget about our personal worries, personal attachments, and try to see the bigger world around us because we belong to that world in the exact same way that we belong to our own corner, but only if we can acknowledge that and see our worldliness. And so he's trying to remind us of that. Biaid, biaid, ke golzar damidast. Biaid, biaid, ke golzar damidast. Biaid, biaid, ke deldar residast. Biaid, be yek bar, hame jan o jahan ra be khorshid zeparid, ke khosh tiq kashidast. بکوبید دهول ها و دگر هیچ مگوید چه جای دل و عقل است که جان نیز رمیده است. So this is an example where he wants you to see that the world is bigger than the examples of the single issues that you and I obsess over and get basically kind of imprisoned in. Come, he says, come and look. The flowers are in bloom. See them. Come. The beloved's here. He's just arrived or she's just arrived. Come. Come. Bring everything that you have and give it to the sun. Look. It's like the king of the world sitting up there. It's sort of bright rays on his lap and bring your instruments and play them play them and don't say anything else there is no room for our individual hearts or wisdom or individual life just look at the bigger world and try to be a part of it and I think even from a psychological perspective even if you set aside the specifics of his time, what he is talking about. One way to overcome sadness and disappointment is to be able to come out of yourself, metaphorically, you know, and look at everything else, everybody else, busy yourself with the world. He also wants you to look outside yourself 
in order to see your own inner world. He actually has a fascinating anecdote where he's um, speaking to people who come to listen to him in his I hesitate to call him sermons because he wasn't really in a religious position. He just sat in the local mosque and he spoke and a lot of people came to listen to him. So um, one day he said, if you look at other people and you see things that are disappointing, bear in mind a lot of it is in you too because the world is very much like a mirror and you are looking into that mirror. اگر در برادر خود عیب میبینی آن عیب در توست که در اون میبینی این عالم همچون آینه است نقش خود را در وی میبینی آن عیب را از خود جدا کن زیرا آنچه از او میرنجی از خود میرنجی look at yourself and try to get rid of what you don't like in others in yourself once you do that, you'll be much more comfortable with the world around you. Now, it's very interesting because a second ago, I was quoting him saying, look outside, look at this vast world. And now he's saying, look inside and try to see what is sad, what is disappointing, what you don't want in others because you will find it in yourself too. And as usual, he gives a fascinating story which helps his audience understand what he has in mind. He says, پیلی را آوردند بر سر چشمه ای که آب خورد. خود را در آب می دید و می رمید. They brought an elephant to a little pond to drink water. The elephant saw himself in the water, the image of himself. He got scared and ran away. می پنداشت که از دیگری می رمد. نمی دانست که از خود می رمد. He thought he was running away from somebody else. But he was actually running away from himself. همه اخلاق بد از ظلم و کین و حسد و حرس و بیرحمی و کبر چون در توست نمی رنجی. چون آن را در دیگری می بینی. می رمی و می رنجی. So then he goes on to say, injustice, animosity, jealousy, greed, ruthlessness, too much vain pride. When you see them in others, you're terrified, but you don't see them when they are in you. So what you think is the other might very well indeed be you. And then he goes on to say, the world is a large mountain. It echoes your voice. What you say, what you sing comes back to you. If you want to hear the sound of a nightingale singing, sing like a nightingale. Because if you sound like a donkey, you'll hear a donkey. If you sound like a meowing of a cat, you'll hear the cat. If you sound like a cow, you will hear the moo of a cow. Again, while he wants us to overcome difficulty, he never tries to sugarcoat the experiences that he shares with the people around him. He wants them to 
get the good and the bad together. And he uses the example of this very popular, it's not a sweet, it's actually a kind of sorbet that people make in Iran and in, I'm sure, some other parts of the Middle East. And it is made with vinegar and honey. And of course, sweet things are very popular in the culture where he lives, and sour things are not as popular. So he says, take the sour and the sweet together, make it into this sorbet called sekanjabin or serkanjabin. Don't go just for one. You cannot get one only. And that is important because you need the two of them to come together in order to make your favorite sorbet. Things begin to happen when you connect into the sources of goodness in this world around you. In all of it, there is a struggle between good and bad, hope and disappointment, and depending on where you take your position, who you see and who you help, you give yourself a good life or a sad life and a life full of ups and downs. But nonetheless, you have to face them all and you have to bring them together. In Jahan Jangast, Kul Chun Bengari, Zare Ba Zare Chudin Ba Kaufari. آن یکی ذره همی پرد به چپ واندگر سوی یمین اندر طلب جنگ فعلی هست از جنگ نهان زین تخالف آن تخالف را بدان This world is made of particles that are in constant movement One jumps to the right, the other one jumps to the left They come into a fight with each other Then they come to an embrace with each other, see the fights, the wars, the disappointments that is in the outside world as interconnected with this natural good and bad, sour and sweet that come together to make different combinations that makes your life. If you understand this, then you will see that even within yourself, this kind of inner fight is going on all the time. هست احوالم خلاف همدگر هر یکی با هم مخالف در اثر My own feelings, he says, are made of things that are against each other. Some are good, some are bad, they're fighting with each other. موج لشگرهای احوالم ببین هر یکی با دیگری در جنگ و کین see these armies of feelings inside me or rather inside yourself is what he means each one fighting the other one می در خود چنین جنگ گران پس چه مشغولی به جنگ دیگران so, see and acknowledge this fight in yourself. Don't take your energy and spend it on other fights. Pay attention to the inner struggles. Try to address those. That 
in itself impacts the life around you, even the lives of others. Again and again, see the larger picture. That helps you with every little thing that becomes disappointing. And let me end with this amazing thing he once says about his own words. He says, In Sohan, Baraya and Kasas, Kauba Sohan Mohdaujas. These words are for those who need the words Ocharas Manhav Zamin Hamesuchanas. Because ultimately the skies and the earth are all words. Life is a loud and eloquent speech if we listen to it. In Andishaham Murgan Havayand, Aknun Chandar Ebaratamad, in Saat Tavan Hokim Kardan Bedu, the Kofrobe Islam Mopenikobad, Agar Sinera Beshkofi, the Betalabi, Vazarezarekoni, on Andishara Daru Nayabi. Your thoughts are like the birds flying high up there. Once you catch them and put them into words, they find a meaning that is solid, is no longer changeable. But your thoughts, your feelings, your inner wishes and desires and fears, those are the high-flying birds. Pay attention to them and try to connect with them before you put them into words. And above all, listen to the world. This world is a book. Read it. On that note, I look forward to talking to you soon again. For now, goodbye.